Uh, but for right now, we have Phallic Meditation in studio, going to play a live set for you, and it's going to be great. You're listening to Radio 1190 KVCU Boulder.
I'm in studio right now with Valak Meditation. Valak Meditation, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, it's all well, right. Yeah, doing just fine. <laughs> cool. Well, that was a that was an awesome set. I mean, that that was absolutely crazy. I guess I'll just uh, start running you through some questions here. <laughs> you, uh, all right. <laughs> how uh, how'd you guys meet? Uh, well, I'll Brady, tell you. you want to do this, Brady? Yeah, uh, I'm going to end up probably interrupting the, my other bandmates the entire time because <laughs> I think I'm in charge. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, none of us are from Denver. I came to University of Denver where they go. I transferred there from California. Oh. I didn't have a Facebook page to meet anyone. I didn't know anyone out there. So I made a radio show actually on the horrible D radio station. <laughs> oh, really? No one listens. That's amazing, though. Yeah, it's we all streamed. But, anyways, I'm, I had this radio show called Psych Ward 666, and um, D is really straight school. So I made these flyers by hand that I just judged people by how they looked because I didn't want to have to talk to all of them. <laughs> and I said, well, those people look interesting. I figured if I gave them this repulsive flyer with this name at that school, if they were, they would either be totally weirded out. So, process of elimination yeah. i gave it to them and then i i tried to hang out with them for a year but they blew me <laughs> off they blew me off for a year and then a year later tucker our drummer called me when he was back from study abroad for some reason he called me i don't know what made him do that but he asked if i wanted to get together Valued your company yes if i oh that's very nice he asked <laughs> if i wanted to get together and jam uh. and then we started playing and um do you there's just you know, it's all a bunch of kind of sterile, monotone, mm-hmm. you know, patchouli music or something. <laughs> so, not, so anyways, it was cool to meet these lone wolves here. And yeah. so we, st- we played for two years without any shows, and we kind of just played for ourselves as a sort of outlet. The music is all improv, and then we didn't start playing shows till a year ago because we yeah. thought... We didn't think anyone would want to listen to this. We just played for ourselves, yeah. you know. Well, that I mean, that's something totally to be respected. And that's kind of crazy that you guys kind of, like, from what I was hearing, it's just, like, in my experience with, with jamming with other people, it's kind of uh, a very, like, gambling situation whether or not people are going to be in the same mindset. But you guys seem to connect really well. I mean, um, even from looking at your first release, which was called uh, Lick My Crystal, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, this. I mean, it seemed like, I, if I'm wrong, is that one session pretty much cut up into a few other songs we kind of right. just cut it up because Bandcamp wouldn't let us yeah, upload exactly. yeah they won't Same let you thing. upload yeah time. but I mean even still going for that long it's it's really cool to hear that kind of music and we don't get a lot of that especially up here in Boulder we'll get um, some weird post-punk acts and stuff not not to talk trash on Boulder at all uh, but <laughs> alright uh, you can do it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, I guess I should ask uh, you guys call yourself indulgent Lovecraftian hypno rock uh, is is trademarked? H- yeah, <laughs> is H.P. Lovecraft uh, something that uh, appeals to you creatively? I guess. Yeah, just like weird fiction. Yeah. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, Clark Ashton Smith, anything yeah. with like ancient, unspeakable uh, sort of things. like the occult and uh, yeah, yeah, and anything, elements. all that, all that weird yeah. stuff. <laughs> sort of exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. The main thing I was trying to get how we played for ourselves for two years, this wasn't even going in just being like, oh, let's jam, guys. It was literally we played private shows. At, there's a rehearsal space in Denver it's where you pay by the hour, and they have full backline equipment called Rocket Space, which a lot of people probably know yeah. about that they're seeing in Denver. 
because it's the only one that does that. <laughs> yeah. And so we would rent it out for four hours at night, and there's no windows, of course. It's pitch black, oh and gosh. we would lock ourselves in there for four hours. Usually, there was a summer where it was usually like midnight to 4 a.m., wow. and we would um, ingest certain things and play in pitch black incredibly loud, and it was kind of an exercise for if we want to be all improv because none of us could write a song together in the same room. Mm-hmm. At least some, yeah. of us, some of us aren't patient enough. And so we're like, okay, guys, but we can make this work. The whole idea was to try to fool people into thinking, like, if we just play all the time totally improv, like, we don't even have a progression we're jamming off. It's literally, like, I'll name the key of the, uh, that we're going to play, it. or sometimes not the key, and we just start playing. Like, it makes sense if we just do this long enough a lot of people don't know who don't play music, but if you play pure improv stuff, stream of consciousness music, mm-hmm. there's a kind of telepathy that forms where you're changing rhythmically. I said, I totally. think we can fool these people. And so the first, <laughs> the first two years, or the first year really, we were, um, we would go in this room by ourselves and eat and ingest something, and then, <laughs> and it was kind of um, the whole idea was to bring back the spirit of these events that would go on in the mid to late 60s where people would go into a room and they would eat something and it was kind of everyone would just hang out and listen to some band and no one cared about time yeah. because they were all just there to hang out and experience something. So we thought, let's do this. And so we did by ourselves and then we would invite people to these kind of private shows in that area and everyone would eat something. Very and exclusive. Th- yeah, and so it would be up to 10. The, the invite only. Yeah. Black collar. Sure. Anyways, <laughs> it was up to Ritzy. ten up to ten people, but the whole point of all this was exercising focus and an exercise in ESP and telepathy mm. and very what would seem like some people punishing circumstances, pitch black, loud and crazy after eating something. Yeah. So <laughs> the point from all this is that we developed this telepathy, but that was the main point was just to try to summon something. And with something like in total cosmic horror, just like the Lovecraft thing where it just like something's dragging you down and slimy and mysterious and it's really dark stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's more like climbing and like throwing yourself down the abyss and then trying to get back out of it again. Yep. Dang. Something like... That's brutal. Something you should feel (laughs) blessed to be ignorant of, Uh, but once made aware... Just you can yeah. not choose to yeah. live in the Surrendering other yourself to whatever happens. And the cool and the most interesting thing, a lot of people say, oh, God, they're just going up and jamming. That like takes no skill. But honestly, it's very risky. We yeah. played the last two shows or do about 200 people, and you're making it up on the spot. And I mean, it's like the whole goal is to make it where peace. People are not bored. Yeah. That's <laughs> the goal. So, I mean, you guys, you guys achieved that in, in, oh gosh, what's the, what's the saying? In, oh gosh, in, in colors, I am just ripping that apart. But you know what I mean. You guys, in spades, there we go. How about that? Um, but I see a lot of those elements that what you were kind of talking about in your visual aspects, and you guys have some of the craziest visuals I've ever seen for a live performance. That's Deo's like, fault. Yeah. So what goes into that? What goes into like finding these like movie clips and and weird animations and stuff like? Well, I just like to showcase the most bizarre, disturbing, yeah. uh, incredibly titillating footage that I can find. I watch a lot of movies. I get yeah. a lot of stuff from like Japanese mm-hmm. film. There's a lot of a lot of really wild stuff out there. Yeah. Um, I'll also find like you know surgical videos and 
footage of worms and fungus and yeah. just kind of mash it all together in a slop. It, yeah. it, it really turns out well. Like, I mean, it, it really, I feel like it really fits the aspect that you guys are going for. And uh, I guess, how did that, uh, I guess, how did that go over with like that show with the Velveteers at the uh, the High Dive? How, how was yeah, that? Yeah, you know, you really yeah. detective work. Doing your homework. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that video we chose to the Deo made was, mm-hmm. for t- it was, I don't know, I think, the idea behind the video somewhat is yeah. also if somebody's like, you know, we, we might jam the same groove. We're not scared to leave something for maybe like 10 minutes or something. So they have something to watch. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, hopefully it's intriguing enough, perhaps disgusting and just like kind of train wreck perhaps, but also maybe like very hopefully erotic at times. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we go for a lot of things. But it was just a video of a duck being cooked but reversed and it worked pretty well <laughs> I, I was that's extremely that interesting um <laughs> i feel like logistically that's that. the only thing that's kind of tough you know it's like hey we yeah. got a projector and they're like that ah, too bad yeah but, yeah and the the main the reason for the video thing is that we figure okay we're playing improv once we started playing shows you're thinking okay we don't want to have to you know the whole point about this is getting into the zone again on autopilot we didn't want to have to go down and look at a timer or something and be like or about to, like, we're climaxing in the ex- whatever we're playing, and then it's like, oh, there's 20 seconds left, you have to bring it down. Mm. So Deo, we'd, we'd find out from the club what our set time is going to be if it's, like, 20 minutes. Deo makes a 20-minute video, and then every time we rehearse, we bring the projector to rehearsal, and we only use, or at least from my perspective, I only really pay attention to the different cut, the different scenes and the footage in terms of dynamic cues, meaning for me being a trio f- turning different effects on, but not melodic cues. Sometimes we've had key changes, but having that, that's one of the main reasons I feel that element and that using it as a map, Mm -hmm. when we play, it really helps lock us in. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a really interesting point, because I feel like a lot with movies and different movie soundtracks, specific scenes are cued to be towards that music. They're they're geared towards it, and with dynamic influences like that, I mean, that is just like, that's the bread and butter of what gives you like an emotional response, I feel like, in in certain things, and I feel like you guys really nail that. That's a really really interesting insight into... uh, I guess like mixing the visual and and the sonic, I guess. But um, I guess where what got you to this kind of sound? Like what 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 are each of your like musical journeys into into this? Because I hear a lot of elements of metal. I hear a lot of elements of blues and 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 rock and even post rock in in a sense. So I mean, what what kind of got you there? Um, I don't know. We're, we all come from pretty varied and eclectic. Uh, mm-hmm. background of musical taste uh, with a lot of intersecting points yeah. um, we we hang out a lot and share music and you know dig on that stuff yeah. <laughs> um, sweet sweet stuff sweet jams <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know there's a, a common thread uh, between yeah. us three that uh, really you know links us together it helps yeah. us make the sound that we make yeah I think we in terms of music we're just fans of music but in particular it seems into music that has this ability to make people kind of go manic or mad meaning people that usually the the idea for me is that everyone is able to let loose and dance that's a human and bob their head in the slightest and there's certain music that is literally just so direct 
and is able, yeah. I'm, sound is my passion, is able to trigger things in the body to make people that normally be sitting on the couch feel something and move. And so I'm just extreme music, but just extremes of the sense that psychologically altering music. And um, I think that's why our sound that's really, I didn't want to say doom metal mm-hmm. or rock. Like I'm not interested and in, I don't think we're interested in trying to sound retro. I think there's too many bands that call themselves psychedelic music that are just either doing the Bay Area, mm-hmm. you know, Jefferson Airplane thing, or they're just copying this retro 60s thing. When I think the psychedelic music, the reason I like this stuff is because it made me physically and mentally feel different when listening to it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these guys, like, this influences everything from, you know, Sabbath to Nina Hagen to <laughs> Gamelon music to stand-up comedy to, <laughs> you know, hardcore porn to BDSM to, you know, uh, I don't know, like, non-mutilation stuff, <laughs> just non-rape, very, very like, all this yeah. stuff. So <laughs> it's just stuff, you know, people don't really want to talk about, and a lot of people these days seem to be afraid to just lay themselves into the groove and not analyzing why the music's cool, but just mm-hmm. letting loose. And so... We're just interested, you know, just exploring the unknown, and that's yeah. really a cult thing. Yeah, definitely. It's just trying to channel energy. Yeah. Creating music, I guess, how I would understand it, as a reactionary thing, because it's a very natural thing to everyone reacts to music in their own way. Yeah, so that's very, dang, it's awesome. Well, it looks like we're getting out of time here, but thank you so much for playing. So thank you so much. Uh, for thanks for having us. Thank you. you guys. A uh, dream come true to play on a yeah. real public radio station live. Well, AM. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any shows coming up soon? Um, well, Tucker is actually going to summer camp to work for a few months. So, okay. Uh, we're just going to the right. day job, you know? Yeah. 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 Sure. We're just laying loose until uh, mid-August or so, it definitely. seems. Yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, this is the last hurrah, so it's, we're very thankful you let yeah. us do this. Well, I, we are so thankful that you guys could come down here, and we're happy to happy to have you. So uh, for everyone else out there, you can check out their music on Bandcamp. Their most recent release, Passover 2015, is available at phallicmeditation.bandcamp.com. Guys, thank you so much for coming down. This has been The Local Shakedown. We're going to be listening to a song by, um, uh, by Scattergat, or sorry, by, uh, hey, that's my Prius, with the song Waveforms. You're listening to Radio 1190, KVCU, Boulder.